yeah, I just been feeling burned out on a lot of different things and stretching myself to then. And, and I, I was thinking about it. I was like, the things that I they used to bring me joy just wasn't bringing me joy. The only thing that I wanted, the only things that brought me joy in my life during this time have been friends, coffee, <laughs> beer, and food. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Productivity Lab, where we put the tips, tricks, and methods of getting stuff done to the test. I'm your host, Mark. And I'm Kyle. And in this episode, we are going to talk about that sweet, sweet burnout. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) A complete exhaustion from all activities, uh, whether it's a work or side projects or just life in general. Mm -hmm. We all hit that burnout, that cap, where we just can't proceed anymore. But mm-hmm. before we dive into that, Kyle, what have you been up to? Well, first of all, you might be wondering, were you going to talk about routinery today? Why, where's this burnout coming from? Well, uh, like all burnout, it comes from nowhere typically, and it just comes from like the building up of different things. Uh, but for what I've been up to, though, we'll get to more about in this episode, is uh, both my partner and I have been taking a week-long staycation kind of calling back to our working vacation episode, but less work and more just actual vacation. And considering that we are both partially vaccinated and during the daytime, there's less places, less people are like at places. We've been kind of just exploring Austin and kind of like taking a vacation in our own town, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Mostly other than that though, I've been reading a lot, uh, mostly books on writing since that's what I tend to do. I actually just bought three books on writing because I have been, I was itch- I was itching for that dopamine hit of like buying a new book. <laughs> I got Steel Like an Artist and the and the accompanying workbook too. Because that's another thing that's been happening too is I've been feeling a bit uninspired. Uh, and I also got a book called Creative Writing. It's across the room from me. I don't remember who the author is. Apparently it's a tenth anniversary edition, so it's I guess the book has withstand the test of time to get a second, to get a tenth anniversary edition. I can't remember who wrote it though, since it's across the room from me. I'm not a Jedi, so I can't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've just been kind of looking for inspiration on that. But other than that, just kind of chilling, taking it easy, hanging out around Austin. Other than that, though, I haven't really been doing too much in terms of like proactive stuff. But we'll get to that in the episode. How about you, Mark? It's <laughs> kind of been the same. I think I was making some notes. Uh, typically, before we record, we record, I kind of go back through my time tracking and everything and make yeah. a little notes about things that I've I was been doing and the only thing that I can actually come up with outside of uh, working late uh, just working over just from work stuff mm-hmm. projects or uh, customer cases I mostly been focused on classwork because I've kind of got gotten a little bit behind in my reading mm-hmm. so I've been trying to read take notes, watch the lectures, do all the quizzes and, and tests and everything and um, bombing some of them and going back to figure out like, what the heck did I miss? This phrase seems like this other phrase and what what was an adverb clause again? What does that look for compared to an adjective clause? And what rule can you use to test the adverb clause and how do you identify the noun clause and uh fun stuff uh, 
So my downtime from that, between the busy work days and, and doing classwork at all times in between, is I've been just continually reading uh, a comic called Tower of God. Oh, that's right. We talked about this last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just kind of been blasting through the chapters. And I think I have about 50 chapters until I'm current. So I typically probably get through about three or four chapters a day at this clip. Weekends are exceptions. Some I think last Sunday I literally spent the entire day reading. It was just so good. So many good arcs. I can't stop. And it's making me want to write a comic. Yeah. It's always good when inspiration happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when I'm not doing those two, working or doing classwork, I've just been reading comics. So that's kind of what I've been up to. So it kind of sounds, and you hint it from yours, hint it from mine, that there's a little bit of burnout happening yeah. when there's so much stuff yeah. that's mentally and or physically taxing. Yeah. So that brings us into the main topic of this episode, which is burnout. Yeah. So why don't you kick us off, Kyle, and let us know what's been on your mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this has been kind of building up for a while. I think it's kind of becoming... I became like a bit of a vicious cycle in our house. Uh, my partner, she was starting to feel a bit burnt out with her job. I was just kind of feeling burnt out with just routine and just being stuck inside all the time. I'm going to call it COVID burnout for me. She's going through more like workplace burnout, which is a more typical version. Uh, COVID burnout is like a new thing that we're all dealing with. But I remember whenever this pandemic first started, uh, I even described it as like I, I was kind of being anti-fragile, like where I actually ended up benefiting myself because of the pandemic, like with having no commute, that means more time for working out and side projects. Uh, working from home was much more beneficial for me as a employee and also as a human being. Working from home, I think it was better for me. During that time, I found solace and routine to keep me busy. But after a while, especially after getting the vaccine, my frustration with the routine started to uh, grow. Uh, it's just been like the change to like, get out and see people in going places. Like last week, actually... Uh, Yumi and another friend of ours who's in our, in our writing, I guess you say writing mastermind Slack group, uh, we met up in person. Uh, is like our, I think it was for me and you, our second time seeing each other in person since the pandemic started. Second or third <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, and not, not, including the fr- not including the winter storm week here in Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. If you include that, then we saw each other, I think, twice in that time. But that was yeah. That was a desperate situation. <laughs> yeah, that was you had no power and water, and you we provide you some place with heat and water, and even made some dinner for you, <laughs> which was so lovely. Yeah. Yes. But, that, <laughs> but not including survival purposes. We've only seen yes. maybe twice beforehand, <laughs> casually. And I just didn't find myself just like so desperate to just get out and see people that I just I couldn't stand the thought of being inside my office like I am right now, uh, working on anything. Uh, from side projects to actual work. And I found myself just slacking at work a lot more, like just pulling things off. There'd be days like where I just only did emails and I was like, okay, you know what? Uh, my partner, she she already planned to take a whole week off uh, in mid-April. And she's gonna, she's, she keeps on giving me a hard time for copying her. <laughs> she <laughs> takes the whole week off and I'm like, you know what? I should take the whole week off too. So I take this whole week off as like a way to just kind of hit the reset button kind of reevaluate my routine in my daily life 
and my relationship with work and my side projects and go from there. And speaking of which, I discovered that my relationship with side projects has needs to change too, but that's something I could get to later. But I'd just say in general, I just was feeling like this buildup of just like routine, just getting, becoming too much of a good thing. I'd say I really started to feel it whenever I got fed up with my task list. I think that came out in our last episode about analog. I was mm-hmm. like, I, I liked the, the triaging system that the analog system provide uh, to me to make my task list smaller. Because I could end seeing like 20 tasks a day on my task list. Then I migrated some of them to their own dedicated task list for work. But even then, I still had like a lot on my work task list and a work and a lot on my uh, not task list task manager. I'd say my t- work task manager and which is Microsoft To Do, and my personal t- task manager which is Todoist. And even then, it wasn't enough to like really break that. And I just needed to like hit the reset button. And to be fair, I didn't not work this week. I actually worked a total of like six hours this week. Had a few meetings to go to. So for me, I wasn't really a true staycation is like a pick the hours i want to work staycation which mm-hmm. i think was really good because what i was trying to feel was i started to feel like a slave to routine and i didn't really have a way to pick the things i wanted to do so yeah it's just been building over the time and we were about to test an app called routinery which is all about routine and the last thing i wanted to do was routine and actually i think i did like a day of testing it and i was like i can't do this <laughs> <laughs> like I had an afternoon routine because I was using the free version, which only has to do two routines, yeah. which is fine because I typically just have a morning afternoon routine anyways. So I was like, yeah, I would create a morning routine and an afternoon routine and I was going to get to it. And then after my morning routine, the next, when it came down to my afternoon routine, it came up and was like, you know what? I don't want to work out today or work on side projects. I'm just going to text some friends and see if they want to go hang out at a outside bar nearby. And I did that and that was the right decision. But I couldn't do the routine that I that I've been finding so much comfort in over the past year. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been my my relationship with this for now. All Have right. you been feeling anything, Mark? I know that was mostly me, but um, we all yeah. both burn out some way, either career like, uh, work like, like it was having my partner, or just overall things. Oh life. yeah, there's there's been times. The largest uh, time I had burnout was a couple of years ago. And that's when I really start ramping up the projects and everything that I was doing on the side and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And I was just trying to maintain everything, trying to be Superman. Mm-hmm. And there was just a point where it was just like, I just like, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I crashed through the wall yeah. and I was just, and I was like, no, I can't like mentally this, I can't do anything. So I had, taken off work i didn't even want to look at side projects or do anything and i didn't for actually it was like four or five months that i took off from any side projects anything oh, wow. like That's a that long time. because it really hit me where i was like i don't think i want to do this or i can't do this or anything like that and then i started like pulling things back in and then i was like okay Here's my problem, mm. you know, and I made those adjustments. But that was like a huge, huge one. There are still times that you hit burnout um, or that you're doing too much things. And I do feel it now that, <laughs> which is why I haven't been pushing myself on any side projects mm. because I'm, I'm feeling it. I didn't know how class would go, mm. but that takes quite a bit of time per week. Oh my God, I wish you could see my books. You, you know how people post their, you know, 
coursework book and it got like highlights all over it. I ran through an entire pack of index cards, <laughs> making notes and flashcards to try to learn the materials and everything. And it's just so draining mentally to try to do that stuff week mm-hmm. in and week out mm-hmm. in between work, which has been really busy and mentally draining. So when you work in support, and I explained this to, um, I had a meeting with the higher ups and and I was chatting with them about burnout. And I was like, well, every, every job is different. But when you work in support, you're immediately starting at a negative mm. because a customer is coming to you with something broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a, hey, how are you doing? It's yeah. not a positive, like out, out, out of the gate experience. It's, I have something broken and I need you to fix it. Mm-hmm. So you're already kind of at a negative with that. And your goal is to try to fix it or try to make some type of progress, et cetera, et cetera. And that can either move the needle up or move it back if it progresses worse, right? Yeah. So you're all, if to me, it always feels as if you're constantly fighting to break even on the burnout meter for yeah. work. And in tech support, it's been shown has a higher burnout. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> right. And it's not complaining about the job. I've been in support for like 20 years now. It's fun because your day changes day to day. Mm-hmm. You get to learn new things, test new things. But that's not to say there aren't definitely challenges. Because it changes so much, you're always having to learn new things. Mm-hmm. It's great to learn new things, but sometimes you can't learn everything mm. like i only yeah i learn aws and uh, trying to learn some of the basics in that but i don't get cases that deal with aws and then you have people with docker and I'm like okay i'm learning docker but i don't deal with it enough mm. every day to truly advance in the learning or people have all these other like virtual software tools that you have to learn and interface with you just kind of get behind, but it's kind of fun to have that challenge and have that puzzle aspect to it. Anyway, with that, there there is that burnout. Mm-hmm. And the past two the past couple of weeks have been weird because I've been on a project mm-hmm. which changes the way you have to approach it in mental work. And it's highly taxing. You're you know, organizing, you're dealing with documentation, you're writing and stuff like that. And then you switch back to your normal work in which you're dealing with support cases, broken, fixed things. And I'm also dealing in between the coursework. So I have been feeling it a bit where it's like when it when it comes down, I'm like, okay, tonight is not a night for coursework. Can I write? Well, writing is its own mentally taxing Mm -hmm. thing. And I'm just kind of sick of words right now. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. I hardly got myself to write. Over the past week, I wrote a good amount, I think, but yeah, uh, the story I'm working on, I've been kind of, because of actually kind of, this is another reason why I was feeling burnout, is I was stretching myself to then with various interests, mm-hmm. and I ended up just getting burnout that, like, say, March, for example, I was trying to both juggle writing creatively, producing podcasts, working my normal job, and also training to run 20 miles by the end of the month just for the sake of doing it, yeah. and that was exhausting. That was just the start of it. When it came to early April, I really just had to ramp up learning Python. But I realized that the days that I write and work out are days that I'm happier and more satisfied with my day. Mm-hmm. And I was 
every other day was Python, every other day was writing, and they both started feeling like chores to me, and I ended up just like not liking either of them. And I was still working out daily for most of the time. I tried to work out every day after work, and uh, go for a long run every Sunday. Uh, that's usually as I used to keep me sane, but after a while, they just became like chores to me, and I just couldn't do it anymore. At the same time, I was also trying to start writing a blog, which I think I'll still continue doing, but not have the pressure of doing it weekly. That was right. I was doing. I was had the pressure of doing that thing weekly. As soon as my D and D schedule moved out, I decided that I was going to move something else into that schedule instead of like you know relaxing on Sundays or something like that, uh, or just like use it as like a reading day, which sounds like a way better way to, sp- to spend Sunday than uh, feeling pressured to write a blog post every Sunday. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was stretching myself, stretching myself to then. Work, surprisingly, was actually the least stressful part of my life. <laughs> so, like I was saying earlier, like that, my partner, she, on the other hand, was getting burned out because of work. I was getting burned out because of routine. And I think it was just putting like, a lot of pressure on myself to do a bunch of other things at once. And I always have had, and I always will have, this idealized version of myself that's constantly working on a project every single second of each day with like, with, like, two hours a day to, like, relax and hang out, but everything else is used for something useful. I will always have that way. I'll always admire people that do that, but I've learned that my brain doesn't comprehend that much and I need to settle down and stop multitasking on projects and just do one thing at once. Like going back to the writing, I've been working on a story idea for like the past like two months and I've been slowly going through it because I've had a bunch of other projects that got in the way, like the running and the Python. And now when I try to write the project, I realize that my, my motivation and inspiration for it are not there where they were two months ago and I thought of this idea. Like I, out- I outlined this thing about month and a half, two months ago. Really excited to write it all. I had it all in my head. And then I tried writing it this week. And I was like, you know what? I don't really know who these characters are. And I know where I want to go. I still like the path I chose. But I just don't really have the, the voice needed for it right now. So that's why yesterday, in desperation, I bought three books on career writing for inspiration. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I need to finish another book I'm writing. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm writing. I'm reading right now. called The Imaginative Argument, which is about nonfiction writing. But I think it's good. Well, first of all, it was a gift to me. Uh, it's a Christmas gift. But I also think it's good to like, explore things in the peripheral, the things of your interest. So mm-hmm. this is about applying methods of creative writing to nonfiction writing, yeah. mostly in the terms of uh, argumentative essays. I've been reading through that. I think I have like 50 pages left now, and I'm ready to move on to the next one. But that's been a pretty good refreshing book to read, saying not in creative writing, but now I'm just itching to read a creative writing book. <laughs> Yeah, I've just been feeling burned out on a lot of different things and stretching myself to then. And and I I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I need to focus on writing things I want to write each day and running, or not running, exercising each day that I work and maybe reformat my daily routine a bit to make it fresh. But yeah, just the things that I that used to bring me joy just wasn't bringing me joy. The only thing that I wanted, the only things that brought me joy in my life during this time have been friends, coffee, <laughs> beer, and food. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like any true vacation I haven't worked out in the past week I'll be working out tomorrow to kind of get myself back into the routine of my weekly runs yeah. but <laughs> I realized that I was drinking more beer and drinking more coffee over the past week because I just need that dopamine I'm actually on my third cup of coffee today I had a latte now I have a double Americano so oh, I'm really wow. caffeinated up right now yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, wow it's 1230 <laughs> yeah as mark knows i i'm usually pretty sensitive to caffeine so i don't drink yeah. that much uh when it comes to coffee in the weekend well i drink like a cup and a half in the weekends maybe two if i'm feeling it yeah but over the past week i've been cutting loose and i've been letting myself drink coffee until like 3 p.m on some days 
because I'm not going to sleep until one o'clock anyways. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) See, I have to be, yeah, vacations are the worst. I have to be careful. It's not for the coffee. It's because I just live my night hour life and it's then difficult to transition back to the early bird, if you will. I'm really not looking forward to resetting my sleep schedule on Monday uh, because I've been waking up at least an hour later than usual right now. So I need to jet lag myself and I go back to my normal routine. I'm thinking tomorrow I'll just take like a half a cup of coffee to kind of like start resetting things and then, then run for a long run to exhaust myself some more. Yeah. There was something interesting that you said earlier that kind of reminded me and the book is escaping me, but it was in the vein of you freeing up your time from D&D, but you filled in yeah. the time slot with something else. And I recall, and if I ever find the book, I'll link it in the show notes. But it was one that we read and reviewed, and we actually talked about it. The name is just okay, escapes me. Okay, uh, let's see. We have on here, going through our book reviews, Hyperfocus, Atomic Habits, Getting Things Done, Digital Minimalism, Ultra Learning, Scary Fest? Uh, <laughs> there's a question mark on it for some reason. Scary Fest, Grit, The New Corner Office, Algorithms to Live By. It may be, is it ultra learn? No. It might be ultra learning, maybe. No. No. Or scary fast. Which one had the story with the guy listening to lectures or whatever while also driving across the U.S. border? That's scary Canada? fast. Scary yeah. fast. Then it's scary fast. Yeah. In there, he says something to the effect of not filling in that space because it's very uh, tempting when completing something or you make effort in something to automate it or whatever, it frees up this block of time that you used to mm-hmm. have. And it's very tempting to fill it, but don't fill it. Don't yeah. fill it. I, I remember um, <laughs> an episode of Cortex, I can't remember which one it was, but Mike Hurley talks about how he's worried about people having pandemic projects that are just going to fill up all their free time. And like whenever the pandemic's over, they won't know they when we do your work on those projects, they wanted to kind of know to spend their free time. Yeah. Which I was like, ah, oh, don't be ridiculous. I'm like, I could handle that. Now I'm like, I think you had a point. <laughs> yeah. And I think we've talked about this before. I think I've talked about my mini burnouts and, and past episodes. Once again, you know, finding yourself in, you're looking at the projects that you have and it's like, okay, there was a discussion at work regarding different uh, work cultures, particularly the U S work culture where it's like, if you're not buried under projects, are you even working? Yeah. It was in respect to people not actually taking true vacation time. Yeah. So you spend all your time on a screen at work and your vacation is to spend all your, your time in front of a screen. Yeah. So it never truly feels like you're taking a vacation because yeah. you're not stepping away or you're not creating a such a drastic change in your routine. Mm-hmm. in your location or anything you're just still doing the same things mm-hmm. it begs the question is like why do we keep doing that yeah. and i recognize it and i'm like okay i definitely know that i'm already feeling it i'm already like stressed a bit in working on these projects i definitely can't add anything else and i definitely want to delay this other project want to do like not record this, not do this, even though I know I probably should. Yeah. But I'm going to hate myself if I actually do so. I've been playing with an idea for another podcast in the back of my head for a while. I really want to do it. I think it'd be a really fun idea. It, 
the basic premise would be just talking to amateur writers out there and like talking about the, about the writing process because I'm really interested in how people's processes are. And mm-hmm. as a amateur writer, I think it'd be fun to like talk to people about it to other amateurs, but I just can't bring myself to do it because I know it's going to be more work. And it's always going to be, uh, the thing that's starting a podcast is that there's a lot of upfront work that I always forget how much upfront work there is until you start a podcast. And I just, uh, I can't get myself to do it. I want to, but I know if I do it, I'll just get more burned out. So I have to choose my battles, as they say. And actually, this would be a good book to read for the podcast. Not our next book, because we already have our next book picked out, which we'll, I think we'll talk about after this, because it gives some people some time to read with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a book that we might want to check out called Essentialism, which is all about how to choose smartly the projects and tasks you need to do. And instead of saying yes to everything, it's about how to say no to everything. I think he also just posted his notes on Goodreads. Oh. And I was like, I don't want to read the notes yet. I want to read the book first yeah. and then go back and read his maybe notes. Maybe that will be, well, this is all speculative time. I'm going to write down in our book list anyways. Maybe that'll be episode 55, but yes. we'll, we have a special yeah. book for episode 50. So we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> later this episode to build the, to build the suspense. Yeah, but in the book Essentialism, I need to find my actual notes from it uh, on, on uh, Readwise. But uh, he does talk about like, how to say no to things. And, like how essentialist is he just choose things that are most essential to you, mm-hmm. that are most valuable to you, you get the most value of it. And uh, how to say no to things. Because it's really, as productivity nerds, part of the things that we try to optimize is how we could do as many things as we want to do. and squeeze into our day. But sometimes that could be a problem and could lead to problems like this. Where we're just like, ah, I can't do this. Yes. And and we have to remember our own advice. But remember, and I think we've said this in multiple past episodes, it's not the mainstream way of people thinking about productivity, such as the hustle culture. culture. Yeah. Cannot speak today. <laughs> it's more of, from my perspective of what I think about productivity, is what am I being intentional about? Yeah, that's really what productivity should be. Yes. An episode of the Focus podcast, one of the very first episodes of the Focus podcast, they have Chris Bailey on, and uh, he talks about like how it should productivity should only be defined by what you're intentionally doing at the time. So if mm-hmm. you intend to watch 11 hours of Netflix that day, that's a productive day. Exactly. Exactly. And that and with that mind mindset. It, it strips you of this, of the approach to the hustle culture that you always have to be hustle, hustling yeah. or you always have to be doing something, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And yeah. the, the most like famous responses, you know, from doctors are like, well, that'll be pretty soon. Right. <laughs> um, we've, we've talked about this in our past sleep episodes, <laughs> but it's being intentional about your productivity or being intentional about what you're doing. And as you mentioned, that's watching Netflix all day. Then that's a productive day because yeah. you're being intentional about that. And that's okay. I binge. I didn't binge. I watched the new Mortal Kombat movie yesterday and yeah. that's what I wanted to do. And that's, <laughs> I was fine with that. Yeah, Friday night for me, like over my lunch period, yeah, well, early in the morning, so it, feeling burnout, right? Mm-hmm. Thursday night was a study session, so mm-hmm. well, all day Thursday, right, in between hours. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up, Friday morning is a study session. I'm reading, and I'm going back over a yeah. lecture and a test I need to, or a quiz I need to retake after rereading some chapters. And... Then I, over lunch, I had to construct a response 
by the deadline to make mm-hmm. sure I got a response in. And this weekend, today and tomorrow, I at least need to respond to two others. But all day Friday was pretty much studying and work. And so when I got off of work, I left, went for a drive, mm-hmm. got some food and some cookies, mm-hmm. oh, some wonderful freshly baked cookies. And I watched TV all night. I watched like multiple shows that I was yeah. watching or digging into. And then before even going to finally going to bed, I read two uh, chapters of the Tower of God that I referenced at the start of yeah. the show. So it was like, that was my night off mm-hmm. today. It's going to be, you know, more studying and mm-hmm. everything else. But you sometimes, you know, even in the whole productivity life, we got to take our also have mm-hmm. to take our own advice to know that, okay, this is a little bit too much. It's yeah. okay. We need to take the night off or the day off yeah. or the week off for that matter. What well, I'd recommend for those who can, if they do feel a sense of overwhelming burnout, either through work or through their own personal side projects like Mark and I, yeah, just like take the weekend off, maybe take like a three-day weekend and just like relax during those times. So just kind of like reevaluate like, like what you value most and try to refresh. Don't put any pressure on yourself to refresh like a new routine when you get back into the work week. But just like kind of contemplate that and like figure out like how you could work with it. If your routine is fine, go ahead and keep it. Uh, but if you need to change some things up, I'd recommend that. I'm concerned changing things up myself, but upon reflection, I might just keep it how it is because I did kind of learn to optimize my routine pretty well. But we'll see. Yeah. And if it is something with your day job or your work, right, and you're feeling that burnout, if you can... I know not everyone has the best work experience or managers or Mm. company, but if possible, speak to your managers. I think this whole pandemic has made some, not all, I still hear horror stories, (laughs) but it has made some companies and bosses, etc., more cognizant of the fact that there is a thing such as mental health yes i know um. <laughs> this is something that my partner got lucky to do she talked to her manager about it and she got every friday off for april uh, yeah. leading up to her week off her manager really listened to it which is great to hear yeah so if you can if it's possible if it's from your job that you're having burnout discuss that with your manager if you mm-hmm. can or express that and say you know hey you know the you know, kind of feeling burnout mm. or these things are happening, right? Mm. Because if you don't discuss it, they won't know. They will never know. I made sure to tell my manager why I was taking this week off. I'm like, hey, I just can't do this anymore. I just, it's just, it's not, it's not the work. It's just everything with the routine right now. I just can't do right now. Uh, yeah. Like I said earlier in this episode, the work was actually the least stressful part of my, of my day. Actually, there's nothing that was actually stressful at all. Just as a bunch of things piling up at once. And mm-hmm. I think I was just stressing myself up too much with my own personal projects and also the routine. And I just needed to take a break to reset myself. Uh, but I yeah. told my manager, I was like, hey, I just can't do this routine anymore. I need to take a week off. But I'll come in occasionally just to like go to some meetings that, I, that we can't move around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually end up taking like 20 hours of vacation time instead of 40. That's because I worked extra the week before, which I really just kind of counterproductive when trying to deal with burnout. You work extra. <laughs> but... <laughs> It made this week much more rewarding, I think. But yeah, I, I will also say that that's another thing with my job is that we accumulate vacation time. We have the unlimited vacation time. So I'm always like, it's kind of like a video game where in a video game, like you get an item and you're like, but I might need it later. So I'm not going to use this thing now. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel with my vacation time at work. I'm like, but I might need it later. 
I'm not going to take it now. Like, why would I take it for a week-long staycation? I might go take like a week-long vacation in Vancouver or something. Yeah. But I might need it later as I'm skipping popping up, which is why I worked extra so I could save some more for when I need it later. It's an issue with the accumulation system uh, in general, but there's also the converse of that where the people that have unlimited vacation time tend to take it less in general yeah, because it's not like an expendable resource like this. Like For me, it's like a savings account. For you, it's a... I guess I could take it now, but I don't really know how the mentality works for you. The the psychology behind it for many people that have the quote unquote unlimited vacation is that you don't want to be seen as taking too much vacation. So you don't take it. But when you have an allotted amount, then you can rely on the excuse that you must take this vacation. Now, there's a whole thing about Americans and vacation. Mm -hmm. Americans don't really take vacation. They always work. And I'm of the mindset of, no, vacation, yes. If I got vacation, I'm going to use it, right? I'm not going to try to... A lot of people try to save up their vacation so they can kind of have like a payout and I'm like, don't rely on that because some companies aren't legally expected to pay you out for your vacation. You, you need to check those contracts. And um, so people use that as a kind of like a future payday. But I'm like, you know, the vacation is there for you to get away from the job, relax and mentally and physically recover or recuperate. Right. It's for you to take a break. But a lot of people, Americans don't do that. A lot don't even actually get any vacation <laughs> at yeah. all, yeah. or they get like such a minuscule amount that they actually have to use it for family emergencies. Yeah. If they yeah. have children, their vacation is yeah. used for child sick days, right? Yeah, I realize how fortunate. Yeah, and we're lucky definitely fortunate, am, and right? we, we have different ways of being fortunate. I could accumulate. I think I could accumulate vacation pretty much as long as I'm working at Austin Energy. I could I could accumulate vacation as much mm-hmm. as I want. I had a coworker. Uh, this is before I started working there, but he, he accumulated vacation for years and then took a 10 week vacation to Australia. Like, I could do that with my job, but uh, with obligations to go home for Thanksgiving and Christmas each year, uh, yeah. I don't really have the opportunity to save up as much as I would otherwise. I usually have only two weeks of vacation a year to work with. I, I envy that, but I don't have the, I'm not fortunate to have family nearby. Yeah, we need to stop that. Yeah. But we also need to get people to have sick days. Yeah. Sick days should be some mental health days. Make it happen, guys. <laughs> yeah, federally, we don't have any requirements for vacation and or sick days. And so people, I mean, even in a pandemic, will get fired for taking a sick day. Yeah, I've heard stories of people going to work when they had COVID because they there was no other way for them to pay their bills. Mm-hmm. And so they had, so they went to work, infected infecting everyone else yep. because they had no sick days to take. Yep. They couldn't take vacation days and they needed the money to pay, to, to, to pay. Yeah. There has to be, not to make this a whole rant know, yeah. about vacation and sick days, Yeah, um, but I think it's applicable when we're talking about burnout. Let's normalize mental health days. Vacation time should be a federal minimum we got to take and guaranteed by the employers. And also, if you're feeling like that you're exhausted... Take an extra day off from your weekend and be sure to reflect upon everything. But don't spend time, too much time. Don't put any pressure on yourself at all. Just, just enjoy it. Drink as much coffee as you want. Drink as much beer as you want. Just have a good time. Just relax. See your friends, especially now that we're all getting vaccinated. And then go back to work 
uh, with a different uh, mindset. Don't try to maintain the same mindset you had beforehand. Try saying fresh. Those are my pointers for dealing with burnouts. Uh, if you can't take that time off, unfortunately, I never, uh, except for when I was a student, I guess, I never really knew what it was like to like have quote unquote two jobs. Because like in, in your student, you basically have two jobs. Three if you count homework as another job. Uh, but other than that, I never uh, knew what it's like to be like, say, like a working dad who has three jobs to support his family. Unfortunately, I wish I could have, I could offer better advice to that kind of unfortunate lifestyle. But I grew up middle class and I'm still middle class. So I know I'm privileged in this case to take a week off. And uh, I should be grateful for that. And I am. Do you have any pointers for doing with burnouts uh, with our limited scope on reality <laughs> since there's so many different <laughs> there's so many different people there's so different ways to get burnout out there so yeah you know i grew up where you know parents had to work multiple jobs mm-hmm. so it's like you wouldn't see them because they come home from one job uh, get yeah. dressed to go to the next one yeah. then they come home late at night but you're in bed sleeping to get up to go to school and that's when you see them mm-hmm. in those brief moments in between them going to work and the weekends were the only time and if possible, right? If if they didn't pick up an extra job on the weekends, that's not something that you can solve individually. That's mm-hmm. a, a systemic issue mm-hmm. that's been in the headlines, right? Mm-hmm. Of people having to work multiple jobs just to, to afford it. It's nothing new. It's people have been doing it for quite a while. Um, I grew up with that. And you get to the point where the only thing that you can do when you're you're just exhausted so you're either sleeping on the weekend or you're just binging tv because you can't do anything else right mm-hmm. and not to say that can't be good time spent but you really don't have the uh courtesy or to really do what you want because mm-hmm. you may not have the money or you may not have the means to do mm-hmm. it etc 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 so in those situations if you can find some sliver of thing that kind of brings some light levity for that Mm -hmm. brief moment in time if you are lucky enough like i am definitely speak out if you can speak out to your bosses and stuff to let them know to see if you can get some reprieve maybe an afternoon off or something right but it's okay the most important thing is it's okay to take time for you Mm -hmm. no one else is going to take time for you no one else is going to give you a break but you Mm -hmm. Uh, so you got to take care of you first before you can you know take care of anyone else so if that means hiding out in a in a closet to <laughs> to read a chapter of a book or something or something or going for a walk do it and if you can uh because we're living in an increasingly digital world mm-hmm. unplug from everything just unplug so you just have just you out in the world and you're not having messages beeping you and etc cetera, etc cetera. so Mine is more, it's not really applicable. It's mm. more feely-feely. Go watch the some flowers or something. That's the best <laughs> advice that I can give. <laughs> but if you're feeling it's too much, listen to yourself. Yeah. That's the first alarm. Yeah. Uh, listen to yourself. So with that, Kyle, what's coming up next? What's, oh, I was going to quickly give my final review. Oh, zero oh, out of five, sorry, sorry. burnout sucks. <laughs> zero out of five, yeah. burnout sucks. Don't do it, guys. <laughs> Try to be mindful of it before it happens. Of course, that thing is burnout. Like just like this episode, it sneaks up on you. So <laughs> you probably don't even realize that you burn out. Even if you think you have a great routine like I thought I did, you'll eventually get burned out of it and it's good to mix things up. It'll happen to everyone. Yeah. 
All right. Well, anyways, that's coming up next. So uh, next up, as we've mentioned before, is the episode that we promised last time, which is the Routinery app, which I plan on playing around with, with tomorrow to uh, kind of get an idea for how I want my new routine to be. It might just be the same. I don't know yet. It'll be an experiment in the making. That'll be the Routinery app, which is a habit forming app that uses time blocking and time-based habits versus uh, just like a checklist. It's an interesting approach. I'm really curious about how effective this will be, especially with trying to build up a new morning and afternoon routine. And mm-hmm. after that will be the book that inspired this podcast that made me message Mark one day saying, hey, do you want to start a podcast? And that is by a, a favorite author of the uh-huh. series that we bring up, I think, every episode. It is The Productivity <laughs> Project by Chris Bailey. It is a book where Chris Bailey took a year off between college and quote-unquote work and he just wanted to find the optimal work pattern for him. And he tried out, like, I think like every month or so, he tried out like, a different routine and he covered it. And I was like, that's a great idea for a podcast. And uh, it made me message Mark. And here we are now, uh, almost 50 episodes in. That'll be in uh, two episodes time. So about four weeks from the premiere of this episode is when that one comes out. But uh, I want to give you guys a head start on reading it since it's the one that inspired this podcast. And I think it'd be fun to kind of really read along this time instead of giving you guys a two-week uh homework so it's just kind of faster than nonfiction <laughs> book at times yeah in the meantime though uh you could find us the podcast at the productivitylab.show or tpl.show for shorts you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at productive lab you can also read my blog which will not be updated every week like i plan on doing at quadrant9.net i plan on uh, updating that thing more and more uh just because i do have a lot more thoughts i want to express through writing not necessarily creatively you also read my career writings, though, at jonathankweb.com. That's my pen name, jonathankweb.com. I should publish more short stories on there. I might start publishing my long-form stories on there. I have them just kind of hanging out in the back burner, uh, but I might start publishing them as a series on there. More on that later whenever I get around to actually doing it. Uh, and you also follow me on Twitter at KyleSQ9. And also on Instagram at KyleSQ9. Where can people find you, Mark? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at AskMarkio. That's AskMarkIO. You can also find my blog writings newsletter all on my website <laughs> website <laughs> at AskMark.io. And until next time, stay productive. episode uh, yeah, like uh there's an episode of the show i've been checking out lately called uh, nested folders uh, okay there's another productivity podcast up there they tend to do about 30 minutes to 40 minute episodes and <laughs> they mm-hmm. the two hosts describe it as like therapy and i think like that, that was this episode it's like a productivity therapy <laughs>